Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. We've got a great show for you today. You know, one of the things that uh, I was absolutely fascinated by uh, when when I went on my own healing journey was I didn't know what I didn't know about anything. But, you know, I thought I had a sense of what was good for my body, what wasn't good for my body, uh, and even if I wasn't a hundred gazillion percent sure, I had a sense for myself that I was literally on the right track. But it wasn't until I, you know, I came down, as many of you heard me share, the mystery disease in 2004, did I then go on a completely different journey. And so today I am so thrilled to be talking again with Dr. Elena George about what it is we can learn. And, you know, we have to keep this updated with ourselves. You know, we have to keep this updated. You know, we have to stay abreast of where we are in our food industry, uh, in in the industry we're, we're in with what we're drinking. Uh, so today it's about how, how everything you put into your mouth makes all the difference to your good health. And why is this show so important today? Well, here's why. You know, we're going to take this journey to just explore pretty much everything from food to the spices we use, to the vitamins we choose, to the water we drink. And why do we have to be abreast of that? Because if you're like me, and many of you might be, you don't stop and read every label in the store. But I will tell you this, that now I just literally do not buy any food that doesn't say non-GMO. So today we're going to look at what that is. Uh, Many of you know from the last time uh, Dr. George has been on a show what her interest is in and why she has been the recipient of the Patient's Choice Award, both uh, two years in a row, uh, why she's been honored with the membership in leading physicians of the world and who's who topped a doctor's honor but what it is that really gets her going every day. What is it that she is passionate about? Well, politics and healthcare. And I have to say, I never thought, I never thought I would be saying politics and uh, of healthcare. But even this morning, I received an email that there is there is something afoot that may get passed in our legislation to now move the Medicare thing even years out. But let's hear from Dr. George. Dr. George, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back on. Pleasure to be with yeah. you. 
you know what I'm really struck by since the last time you were on? I'm really struck by how this is not like taking the class when you're in high school or something to learn about the food groups. This is something that everyone really that wants to stay in good health needs to be mindful of. And, and we have to educate ourselves almost on a daily basis, don't we? Oh, absolutely. It takes energy and effort to stay healthy. If you just do what you're told to do, you're going to end up um, either with diabetes or high blood pressure or some uh, nutritional-based disease. That's, what's, that's the problem. You know, we yeah. see this explosion of obesity and all these other med- um, diseases I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Most of them are nutritionally based. So it's choices that we're, we're making, the choices that we're given to make, that's getting us into trouble. Yeah. I want to talk with you about the, 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 the word diet for a minute and, you know, what it is that we should be mindful of uh, in eating these days to stay healthy. You know, I, I reference going to school and having that scenario where you go into school and they give you the whole food groups uh, uh, conversation, right? Uh, and yeah. nobody really says, do this, do that. They're just pretty much, you know, eat three square, square meals a day, make sure you exercise, go to bed early. I would love for you to bring us up to date on where we are with food and what are some of the types of food that causes our body to just go crazy. Well, I think the American the U.S. diet is a problem. There's a lot of carbohydrates within it, bread. Um, there's dairy as well, and that's one of the underpinnings of our FDA food pyramid that we've all, you know, seen as children and grown up with. And we now are in a position where we're actually becoming, from a cellular standpoint, physiological standpoint, more acidic. And if you are, that breeds inflammation, which is an underpinning for cancer, for pain, chronic pain syndromes, I believe fibromyalgia is one of those pain syndromes that's based in our nutritional status, you know. And if we can alter, change what we're eating, change the percentages of what we're eating, so we're eating less carbs, and I mean bread, pasta, rice, that sort of thing, and eat more fiber, more complex carbohydrates, more um, fats like coconut oil, we'd be in a lot better shape. Yeah. You know, isn't this an interesting dilemma that we have that we, we're really not even versed, if I might say, we're really not even yeah. versed into what actually is a carbohydrate. You know, it's fascinating. I, a few years back, well, actually several years back, more than a few, somebody said to me, Pat, why don't you do a macrobiotic diet? And off I went on this macrobiotic diet, not that it, they're all bad for you, but my body did not like it. My body did not like mm-hmm. all that brown rice. It just didn't. I'm telling you, Dr. George, it was like, wait a minute, what are you putting in your body? And I blew up like a little balloon. So this is not really a one-size-fits-all. So we have to be looking at what is going to work for us. But, but don't you think we can start at a point where we could say, you know what? If it says this on the label, you probably <laughs> shouldn't be putting that in your body. I think we could definitely start there. And, and the, the biggest player right now is high fructose corn syrup. It's, on, it's in everything. It's in salad dressings. It's in soda. It's in everything that's sweetened. And it actually makes you more inclined to become insulin resistant. And the way it's processed, it's processed when there's mercury, 
within it, which is toxic to the nervous system. Um, it can cause cancer, bone cancer, for example. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that if you can just go back to basics, cane sugar, make it yourself so you're sure what the sugar content of it is, stop buying processed foods, look for um, anything that's non-GMO if you can find it, organic, and start making choices. I mean, you might have to spend a little bit more money, but ultimately it's about your health. And we discussed on the show, this is not a, a medical system anymore that that, that puts a, a premium on staying healthy. It's all about disease and about sick care and about now rationing of that care. So you really don't want to end up in that system if you can help it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no question about rationing of that care. I mean, I got an email this morning, you know, to sign a petition. Uh, if we want to let our legislators know, legislators know that by, bottom line is we are not really feeling like you need to be, you know, moving the age for this and that out. Right. Um, and, and yet at the same time, there's so much that goes on that we don't know about. I want to ask you a really, a, a really important question for me. It came up over the weekend. Just because a label says natural, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it. Right. That's absolutely right. Or that it doesn't have a lot of chemical additives. I mean, and, you know, natural flavoring, natural coloring, it's not what people think it is. Right. It's actually uh, a mislabeling just to make you think that you're eating something healthy. You really have, it's the best way to determine what's going on, I mean, honestly, the best way to determine what's going into your body is for you to grow it yourself or to go to a farmer's market or enter a co-op. And there's all over the country there are farmers. And if you go online, you can look them up where you can actually enter a co-op and you can get the, the food that's in season at a fraction of what you're going to pay in the supermarket, and every month they send you or every week they send you what, they, what they're growing. So you're sure that it's fresh, it's in season, it's coming from someplace local, not thousands of miles away where God knows what's going on with it, and you can have some control over what's going into your system. You know, I, and we're, we've got a lot to talk about here today, for sure. We're going to take a short break. But one of the things, too, that I, I just want to be very sure, you know, sure we mention here is that we have these things that are called processed, and then we have these things that are called natural. Everything from even sugar, we have this whole idea that just because we grab something off the shelf, we say, oh, it says natural cane sugar, or it says natural this or right. natural that. But we don't really understand the word processed. What kind of impact does, does processed have on our bodies? You know, And the reason I'm asking this is I just wonder if our bodies were really built you know, to be able to handle the processing of things. That's an excellent question. Now we're seeing an, an explosion of liver disease in our country because the oh, liver yeah. is the organ that, that, that detoxifies chemical toxins, and it's working overtime. So when you see processed, even though you might get cane sugar, if it's white, it's been stripped and processed to make it that, that way. Same thing with white rice. So things like raw sugar or stevia or something where there's minimal processing, that's what you need to be start. That's what you need to start choosing. Um, to buy, frankly. Um, white bread is the same way. If it's white flour, all those things have been processed and refined. And in the process, they, they use toxic additives to do it. Um, or the, the, the places or the 
I guess the things that they use to mix it, all those things can leak into the actual finished product, just like the mercury into the high fructose corn syrup. It's the, the type of system that they use to refine the corn syrup, and it leaches into the actual finished product. So anything you can do to go to the, the raw version of it, whatever that is, you're going to be a lot better off for it, and your liver will thank you for it. Yeah. I mean, there's something that I grew up on as a kid. And, you know, did my mom cook out of a box? Absolutely. She was like a lot of moms. And, you know, the Mm -hmm. latest about that thing that we used to eat at least once or twice a week is that they went natural. What does that mean? But more importantly, there are natural things that go into food, like natural probiotics. What is that? Mm -hmm. Who actually uses it? But what is it that we as Americans here today do not want to have a conversation about? When we come back, we're going to talk about that thing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, and I'll give you lots of information about my very special guests who are joining me here today, Dr. Elena George. We'll be right back. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's great to have you tuning us in and turning us on. And, you know, by the way, um, you know, we just want to tell you if you have any questions, give us a shout. 1-800-930-2819. Or you can go ahead and type in your question at the Dr. Pat show. Um, you know, we're talking with Dr. Elena George before we kind of jump ahead here, because I know once we get rolling, you know, time just flies by. What's the best way to find more, find out more about you, uh, Dr. George? Tell folks. You can go to my website, drelanageorge.com. I've written a blog there for many years, and there's also contact information through the site, and that's D-R-E-L-A-I-N-A, George, like the man's name, .com. And I also have a radio show called Medicine on Call that runs live every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10, and it's on Liberty Talk FM on the radio on the weekends at noon. Awesome. Okay. So the thing that I was saying before we went to break about the conversation that we really are dreading to have, I mean the real conversation, mm -hmm. is about genetically modified uh, foods, right? And yeah. we, we call them GMO foods, GMOs. And my grandmother's probably rolling over in her grave right now the fact that, that, that there is something that is called a genetically modified anything Give us the lowdown about what this is. Clearly, there are millions of folks that, A, don't know what it is, and, B, don't, don't know the impact. Well, it's, it's been around for quite a while now, and the media campaign surrounding it by the companies who created it, the biotech companies, have really done a great job of trying to, uh, you know, indoctrinate us to believe that it's a good thing. But if you look around the world, there are countries, the Russia, India, uh, you name it, the European Union, they're shutting their doors to our genetically modified foods. For, in India, for example, the rice crop that's genetically modified, um, they, when they planted it, there was no way to plant the seeds again, right? So once you have the crop, it's a one-off. That's very unusual. You just have to go back and buy more from the company. And it's ruined their economy. There are farmers that were committing suicide because of it. So the argument initially was that it was going to increase the yield of the food supply because it was an issue in developing countries. That hasn't happened. That's actually it's gone the opposite way. The crop yields less. Doesn't, we all know it doesn't taste as good. And you have to keep buying it from the company. So it's a money-making venture for the biotech company, which is one problem. The other is the body. Some of these genetically modified foods, for example, something called DT corn, um, has a gene that's inserted in it that will kill weeds. And sounds good. You have to use less weed killer, so you have less need for spraying crops, and you actually do well. What's happened with that is weeds have become resistant. More 
weed killer is sprayed on it. So it's actually more toxic in these for, for these crops to be raised. And then there's the, uh, the, the biochemical, the physiology side of this. If you're ingesting something, no matter what it is, it becomes part of you. You actually are what you eat. It's taken into your genetic makeup and to your cells, and potentially there's a problem. So we have a gene that's asserted that kills weeds. And what does that do to the body once you've ingested it? And we're finding out, one, that it basically wipes out the normal flora in the GI tract, which is key to health. So you have a lot of people with gluten sensitivity, with food allergies, with GI issues. It's on the rise because of all of the genetically modified foods that we're eating. So there's no long-term studies on these. Some studies have shown that it, it grows tumors in rats. And I think it's un, un, unsafe, untested, unhealthy, and I have a problem with it. But we're being put in a position where they don't, the food industry does not want us to know what's genetically modified, something called the dark act, where they don't want to label it illegal. They want to make it illegal to label whether something is genetically modified or not. Because they know people are given a choice. They won't choose that. So it's a political problem. It's a medical problem. It is an economic problem. And there's people out there getting really rich off of this at the expense of the rest of us. Yeah. You know, when I, when I discovered along the way, it had to be about six or eight months ago, when, you know, we really heard quite a bit about the campaign um, uh, and trying to get legislation passed so foods were mm -hmm. labeled uh, non-GMO. I made a decision that if that wasn't going to happen, then I'm not going to buy something that doesn't say that. And that's taken me on a very interesting journey, right? To actually look for foods and be aware of a label that says non-GMO. Now, I think a lot, of, a lot of companies have come to the forefront to go ahead and say that. But there's now new tricky language that's showing up. You know, and, and the tricky language is, well, you know, this food or uh, the, the, some, some language that's strange that says, listen, we didn't use any non-GMO foods. But the bottom line was we actually don't know what yeah. went into these other ingredients that we actually don't grow that come from other places. And isn't that sort of the chain problem with really trying to figure out what's in our food it's not like you go to the grocery store the old and what used to be mom and pop grocery store people were growing their things they were making things now if you pick up a container of something you're not even sure a where it's been grown dr george or actually mm -hmm. what exactly might be in it isn't that even a dilemma that complicates the gmo issue as well oh there's no question there, you have to be a very savvy, a very educated consumer to navigate this mess. I mean, you're, if you eat at a fast food in restaurant, you don't know where that's come from either. You're basically uh, on the hook for eating the same GMO foods. I agree totally with you. It may mean that you need to look, go outside the box. If you have one of the um, higher-end, you know, whether it's um, Trader Joe's or Fresh Market or something in your, in your community, where you can, or your farmer's market, where they have foods coming in from Europe or some out of the country, unfortunately, that you know that they don't allow genetically modified foods, 
those may be your best choices, frankly. And again, if you have the wherewithal to grow your own and pick heirloom seeds to grow, that's also going to be your way around this problem. It also may mean that you just need to cut, up, cut yourself off from the processed food. Anything that's got genetically modified, or I should say fibrous corn syrup, is probably more likely to have genetically modified corn as part of that makeup of that food. So that cuts off a lot of things that basically you're eating most likely every day you're not even aware of. You have to read your label. And no one's going to be a purist or can be a purist. Maybe one thing a week or whatever you have to have, you know, you're going to eat this, but it shouldn't be every day all the time. It just can't be. And that's where I think our society from a health perspective is spending all this money. I mean, the obesity level is outrageous. They're talking about putting children, not talking, putting children on on anti-cholesterol medication in high school, in, yeah. you know, pre-teens. That's outrageous. I mean, but yeah. here we are in a system where nobody exercises, everybody's sitting down, playing video games on their cell phones. We just need to go back to basics. It's really not that hard. We make it sound like it's hard, but you have to take personal responsibility. And it, it comes down to whether you really want to stay healthy, how much you want to protect your body. It just has to be priority at this point. Yeah. One of the things I think we should talk about, about gen- ge- genetically modified food, and especially let's just focus on a coin for a minute. Uh, coin and soybeans, is my favorite to talk about. Oh, yeah. But corn in particular, uh, I don't know that folks know that the Monsanto issue with BT corn is that it produces its mm-hmm. own pesticides to kill insects, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just saying that makes it weird for me. But the other part of that is 85% of corns planted in in the country are genetically modified here. That's correct. That's why I don't even drink soda. I try to stay away from anything that's, you know, the Coke from the United States. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, at least for where we are, we can get Coke from, from Mexico. It's in a mm-hmm. glass bottle. It's made with cane sugar. And you can make choices like that if you live in a, in a large city where you have access to food that's outside the country. It's better than what we're eating. That's the right. bad part. We're, we're being used as cannon fodder, basically. As if, you know, it's okay for us, but not for anybody else. I have a problem with that. But it's all about the money. If we withdraw our consent, if we stop buying these foods, lo and behold, they come up with an organic version or a non-GMO version. They're capable of doing it, but this is the easy route. So, if we stop buying their products, they will make better products. And maybe we should spend maybe some more money for it. But overall, down the road, if more of us would buy organic foods, the price will come down. That's the neat part about this. You know, it's free market. We can run it ourselves if we make good decisions. I got to get back to something you said before we hop to break. And that is that. Um, we talked before about high fructose corn syrup, and I just got to get back there again real quick because, mm-hmm. you know, what's coming out now is, is really quite alarming. And, you know, here's what we don't know about things. We don't know about this high fructose corn syrup. We think, yeah, okay, gain weight. It's going to, no, that's not really what's happening. So I want to get back to something you said about the liver. We don't get mm-hmm. that the high fructose corn syrup ends up taxing and damaging the liver in the same way alcohol does, right? Yep. Now let's talk about what that means. 
that if you are drinking and consuming alcohol to the point of it damaging your liver, you are really drinking a lot of alcohol, but you don't even need to be. The degree by which we are putting high fructose corn syrup in our bodies, in a lot of cases from a family's point of view, it's daily. It is at the level that someone that is, is abusing alcohol would do it. And it's in a lot of cases here, Dr. George, really, if you think about it, for people that that's all they do is buy processed food, my gosh, it's like in everything. And now let's couple that with us not doing anything to learn how to detox the liver. Isn't that really what we're really looking at here? Is just this one item could cause a just absolute epidemic in what's happening to to our our livers. I mean, that's scary to me. Well, it's not. It, you're absolutely right on that score. But if you add it to the the polypharmacy, basically, oh. of what you're eating in general, you've got NutraSweet or aspartame. That's also in regular foods. It's not in diet foods. So you're taking that also. That, in addition, will tax the liver. It becomes formaldehyde when it gets processed in the body, which is toxic to the liver, toxic to the neurological system, toxic to the brain. So you see dementia on the rise. You see uh, liver disease on the rise. You see diabetes on the rise. It's killing the, the part of the body that is designed to detox us, and it makes us more vulnerable to a chemical assault from other things. So it's a perfect storm of other chemicals that, in, yeah. that are in all the foods that we're eating. They have NutraSweet in regular gum. You have to read the label. But if you yeah. buy regular sugared gum, it has aspartame in it. Why? So it's uh, an overload of these toxins a little bit every day, and it's additive. It doesn't get necessarily kicked out of the body. Things like, um, ste- not stevia, but um, Splenda. Yeah. Just, you know, diabetics use that. Well, the body, there's two organs that, are, that depend on sugar, the brain and the heart. And these are not sugars. They're substitutes. What happens when it gets in there and it can't be metabolized? Is that a reason that we're seeing plaques in the brain of seniors and, and younger people with dementia? We don't know. And I think it's, it's time really to take a look, a hard look, at what, the, what we're being told is safe. I'm yeah. not sure that a lot of stuff that we're eating is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just tell folks a little bit here. So this is just to give you a sense uh, for those of you tuning into the show today. Listen to this. So the idea is to keep, if you're going to do fructose, right, is to keep the fructose consumption below 25 grams per day, right? This is what somebody came up with from a healthy point of view. But let's look at what that means. So, right, Dr. George, for most people, we're saying, you know, that's actually even high. You want to go less, especially mm-hmm. if your body's in an autoimmune state or some other kind of state. So what does that mean? So 15 grams, grams or 25 grams. So just know that a 12-ounce can of soda, for those listening to the show today, 12-ounce can of soda, 40 grams of sugar, and half or at least half of that is fructose. Now, that's just soda. What else are we putting in our body? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at, yeah, the famous, famous vitamin controversy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
fed a lover with just your hands. Close your eyes. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Many of us have been overwhelmed when we discover how powerful we truly are. We really can change things. When we set an intention and move in a direction, we uncover the blocks, the fear, and the agreements that until now we have believed would keep us safe and preserve the status quo. What if today you allow that power, allow that moment and that overwhelm just sit with it as long as you can. Need help? Visit lesliefontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer radio show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show. Or visit Lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Have you ever thrown a fistful of glitter in the air? Have you ever looked fear in the face and said, I just don't care? Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, it is so great to be chatting with Dr. George here today. Dr. George, you're an advocate. You've been really somebody that's been on the forefront of looking out for us and looking out for us in a lot of different ways. So, you know, having taken that role on, 
this, what's going on has got to be just like absolutely shocking and frustrating for you on a daily basis because every day there's something new. But yet some people feel like we're just helpless and cannot take action. And I, before we talk about vitamins and we're going to talk about fluoride, what, would you, what can we say to people to say we're not helpless, we can do something? And you have to change your, your frame of reference to write your energy on this. I, I, I'm a classically trained doctor, you know, medical school. We had a month of nutrition in our training, which is a lot in the back of preferred medical students. And I didn't just come to this, you know, by accident. I had a loved one. My mom was sick. And we ended up going through the standard treatment. And then we learned about alternative ways to help her. And nutrition was key. So changing what she ate, helping her get through her chemo by juicing, and she flew through it. She was a 70-year-old woman at the time, and she did really well. And she ended up succumbing to something else seven years later that was not cancer-related based on what we, the changes that we made in her diet, her nutrition, taking her off a lot of medicines that didn't do anything, and just getting her system to help itself. I truly believe the body is self-healing to get out of the way. And if we continue to put toxins and poisons in our system, at some point it's going to stop being able to repair itself. And I don't mean that it's one size fits all. Some people need the medications. I have no problem with that. But the way the system is set up, their evidence-based medicine is expanding the amount or the catchment for people who need a medication. And like you just described in the break, you know, getting a, a routine blood test yeah. or getting your blood pressure checked. If you're otherwise healthy without any medical problem, any physical issue, just because you have one parameter that seems to be close to a borderline doesn't mean you need to start a medication. I, mean, <laughs> I think we do a lot of extra treatment based on one size fits all. Some people may run really well with their blood pressure from 130 over, or over 90. And that's normal for them. But you start dropping it, they start getting lightheaded, they pass out, other things happen. That's where it needs to be individualized. And ultimately, if you can put your body in a position where it can, you know, thrive, despite being assaulted with what you breathe, what you eat, then that's where you need to be. And I don't trust anybody. <laughs> and I'm a doctor, I'm going to tell you the truth here. I don't yeah. trust the medical system to help me. I need to help myself. And that means I need to make choices about what I do in terms of what I eat, how I exercise, what I put into my body. It's my temple. Nobody gets to run it. No vaccines are going in there. Nothing that I think that's, that's against my own body's health. And when mm -hmm. people decide that they're going to protect their, their temple, their body, they're going to be a lot more aggressive about making positive choices for it instead of letting something happen to you. That's the key. Stop being passive. Stop being uh, a victim, honestly, and start asserting your individual rights, your individual choice, your choice for medical consent. No one should be able to take that from you. And if you start standing up, it'll stop. Yeah, I, I love what you just said because I, I'm one of these people that if I if if you were my doctor, right? you would be like, oh my gosh, she did another analysis. Because I, I don't know when I learned this, but I learned that 
we are responsible to just watch our own things. And I was just sharing with mm-hmm. you during the break that, you know, I looked at my blood work two months ago, my blood work in June, and it wasn't even two months. And some of the numbers changed so drastically that if you didn't know it was me, you wouldn't know it was me. I mean, blood work numbers that never were at zero were at zero for the better mm-hmm. in those cases, right? But I'm not mm-hmm. a doctor, and yet we have to start asking questions. And so it's the same thing when we're looking at how to supplement our body. You know, we can mm-hmm. hear about take this vitamin, take that vitamin, don't do this, don't do this. You know, uh, when I got sick, my, my doctor asked me to bring in all my vitamins. I had a plastic bag full, and I thought I was mm-hmm. doing okay. But what is up with the vitamin and vitamin industry? <laughs> Do we actually well, even know what we should be taking? I think we do know what we should be taking. I think there's enough evidence and enough enough studies out there, but there's a very big counter um, market out there by the, the pharmaceutical industry. You know, they run these these studies, and you know, when they tell you that uh, certain vitamins shouldn't be doesn't work or it's toxic, you have to see who underwrote these studies. They're run by pharmaceutical companies who want you on a, on, a, on a medication that they can control, that they can, uh, you know, corner the market on. And they don't want people to be able to self-treat. This becomes, they lose a market share because of it. Another thing that people need to understand is that not all vitamins are created equally. Vitamin E, for example, has gotten a bad rap. But it turns out that the average vitamin E supplement is made from petroleum. So it's almost like it's an industrial waste. It's not vitamin E. So when they're using those as part of your study, yeah, it's going to be toxic. Yes, it's not going to work. But is that really the case? You know, you have to see, you have to really be a critical thinker. You have to see who underwrites these these studies, what the um, outcome, the actual uh, conclusion, is it actual or is it not? For example, and this is a separate issue, but let's talk about vaccines for a second, for example. Yeah, yeah. The MMR vaccine, the CDC admitted, one of their whistleblowers admitted, they removed a whole section of, of children from a study in order to get the results that they wanted. So they removed black boys who, if they were placed back into the study, would have actually cemented the, the relationship between vaccines and autism but they yeah. were taken out of the cohort, and then they had a different result. That's proven by the, by the CDC. Nothing's come of it. No one's gone to jail. These people admitted they probably got promoted. But that's what you need to really be aware of. Just because a study says something doesn't mean it's a true study or that it's accurate. You can make a study say anything you want, the statistics. So be, be wise you know, and be critical and do it as an individual. If you think that there's something that you want to take, yeah. don't listen to your doctor necessarily. If your doctor's going to be a naysayer and, a, and poo-poo what you want to do or basically not listen to you, I say find another physician right off the bat. So you really have to be very aggressive yeah. and not be pushed or controlled or made to feel some way bad about you trying to protect your body. I, that's the number one message from this. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you pointed that out about the research because not everybody is a researcher. When I hear about a study and I'm actually challenging uh, a study that was done on uh, something that was used to inject into the joints of your knee that provided Mm -hmm. an additional cushion, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. for for people that, that are not going to get knee replacement, right? And so all of a sudden now they did a study and said it wasn't helping anybody. So I've asked for a copy of the study. They said, we're not going to give you a copy of the study. You're not a doctor. We can't give it to you. I said, I would love to. And so even when you want to ask for a copy of the study, right, to see the study, mm-hmm. you won't get it. But as researchers, one of the things you and I know is you don't start the study by looking at the discussion and conclusion section because those of us that have written a few of those, we actually know that those are not the most objective things. Yet the public, mm-hmm. that's what they get. And, you know, and, and let's talk about fluoride for a minute. Fl- fluoride's good. Fluoride's not good. Yep. Fluoride for your teeth. Yep. Nope. Fluoride, no good. It's in the water. It's good. It's not good. I mean, who is going to tell us? Maybe it's you today. Fluoride. <laughs> It is the love and hate relationship we're getting ready to have here, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, more hate than love. <laughs> let, let me give myself as an example. I don't. I have a, a system in my home that removes fluoride from my water. It reverse osmosis, puts oxygen in, puts minerals in. And when I changed that that system, even the tea, coffee that I drank tasted different. I have a filter for my, my showers that takes out chlorine, and I no longer have dry, itchy skin. There's nothing that's really great about a halogen except iodine. That is the natural halogen that your thyroid takes in. All of these are potential disruptors for the, for the thyroid. And again, we're seeing thyroid disease go through the roof um, with hypothyroidism, underactive, overactive thyroid, people having complications because of that. And, you know, we're not talking about naturally occurring fluoride here. Again, we're talking about uh, industrial waste products that's being put into our system, sometimes from China. That's what they're putting in the water supply. And in the break, we talked briefly about this as a critical thinker. If fluoride was so awesome, the dentist would be out of work, in my opinion. They wouldn't be filling cavities if this is so awesome. So, I mean, ultimately, we're talking about fluoride. They've actually decreased the amount of fluoride in water supply because children's teeth are being affected. They're breaking down the enamel. The the, the secondary teeth are being damaged by the amount of fluoride in the system. So you imagine fluoride in your water, fluoride in your soft drink, fluoride in your toothpaste. Even when you read a toothpaste, it tells you not to swallow it because it's poison, called poison control. So people need to really think about this, you know, and from a, a critical thinking level. What is it there for? It has been shown to lower your IQ. It has been shown to cause or predispose you to bone cancer, aside from the thyroid issue. So, you know, you wonder, why is it in there? Is it, really, yeah. is it doing what it's supposed to do, which is to make us docile and easily controllable and stupid, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I think people need to do their own research. 
Yeah. I, and that's what I love about it. You know, we're going to skip the break because we have a question that just came in from one of our listeners. And I love this question. And it says, uh, it says, uh, listen, got a question about cigarettes, right? And, you know, what, whatever you think about cigarettes in terms of their good, bad, or indifferent, the question is, you know, cigarettes in the manufacturer knowing beforehand uh, additive properties. And so mm-hmm. Benny took this call, you know, his caller that called in and is asking a question about cigarettes. I don't think anybody knows what the additive properties are of cigarettes, do we? I mean, not to mention not what we're spraying on the tobacco. There you go. But, you know, they're going to say that it's a closely held secret of the manufacturing process. You know, it's, uh, you can't know what's all in it. But we do know carbon monoxide. We do know it's laced with other things that are actually toxic um, to the system. And you're right. What they spray on the tobacco plants, you're smoking that as well. Yeah. And so what is up with the natural cigarette uh, folks? I mean, my question is, if you're smoking natural cigarettes, as they call them, then you should go back to the manufacturer and say, listen, I'm smoking these natural cigarettes. I need to know what's in here. It can't be a secret if it's natural, can it? No, it shouldn't be. And you shouldn't be able to say that it's uh, some sort of uh, manufacturing, you know, unique to your cigarette. Nobody needs to know or nobody can know. They have to put labels on everything else in terms of our foods, right? That should be right. something that also gets labeled. Right. I, I think it's an excellent point, but you just don't know what you're smoking and what it's laced with. And right. when you take that into your system, into your lungs, over time, that's going to cause damage to or can potentially cause damage to the actual the cilia, the little hairs that move mucus within the lung field. It causes direct damage to the cellular structure. And, you know, it's... It's definitely not a healthy thing to do on a regular basis. Yeah. And for those of you that, you know, are wondering about this, it's really some interesting information that goes way back several decades, you know, for the cigarette manufacturers, which we have on the East Coast here in the United States. And, you know, what the impact on just handling, handling the cigarettes were back in the days when we didn't have robots, right? You know, when we were really dealing with, you know, pulling cigarettes off a conveyor belt uh, and just being around that, the processing of these things. Nowadays, everybody's got gloves on and mask. Why do you think that is, Dr. George? Everybody's got gloves <laughs> on and mask. You shouldn't be handling it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be touching it or breathing it in. That is pretty honest. It's pretty obvious to folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's got to tell you something. But why is it, do you think, that we are not really... Uh, standing up and saying, you know, you got to label cigarettes. Is, is it because we are pretty judgmental about the fact that pe- we don't we don't think people should be smoking them? But you know, I mean, but even if that's a personal choice, why do you think we're not standing up and saying, "Listen, why aren't you doing that?" It, that's a very hard question to answer. I think it's a multi, mm-hmm. you know, multifaceted answer. I think mm-hmm. in some instances you have to follow the money. Trial oh. lawyers make a lot of money with yeah. class action suits, yeah. and they have a lot of power in our Congress or in our uh, power structure. So this is a system that's a money-making venture. I do believe that no one, if you don't want to be uh, exposed to it, you shouldn't have to be, and they should have separate rooms and separate areas that people can smoke, definitely. But if you're in your own home, nobody should tell you what you, what you can do in your own home. I, I'm not for that at all. 
There has mm-hmm. to be some personal choice, personal responsibility, but it stops when it affects the health of somebody else or safety of somebody else. Well, I, I just want some folks to know this before we run out of time here. You guys want to find out more about the whole fluoride thing. Uh, Dr. Mercola put up a pretty interesting article. I don't read everything Dr. Mercola puts up, but I'll tell you what really interesting here, Dr. George, about China who in contrast does not allow water fluoridation because it's too toxic and causes that. That's China now causes damage. Mm -hmm. And according to what their studies, instead the waste product from their phosphate fertilizer industry is shipped to the United States where we add it to our water (laughs) supply. What? Oh boy. I mean, it's interesting. It's crazy, you know, to see, that we say a lot of different things about China, but, you know, the Chinese are learning pretty well early on about to do their own research and their, their own testing, right? But this is something that most people, Americans here, uh, we, 75% of Americans get fluoridated water. Mm-hmm. And 65%, are you ready for this? Artificially fluoridated water with a very long word with the word acid after the end of it. Hydrofluorosilicic. Hydrofluorosilicic acid. What? Now, all we can do is keep doing shows like this and keep doing your show. Thank you for today. Please let folks know how they can tune into your show. Please let them know that and give out your website. Thank you for joining me here today. It's my pleasure. Um, my show is Medicine on Call. You can uh, listen to podcasts on um, iTunes or listen live on americaswebradio.com. My website is drelenageorge.com and at d-r-e-l-a-i-n-a george.com. And there's a really interesting water. I got mine from a, a place called um, purewaterfreedom.com. Mm-hmm. And you can look up systems like they're not that expensive. And anything you can do to protect yourself, you need to take proactive steps now. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. You know, if you, we're not going to take and, and, and do something about this for ourselves, uh, we're all going to go down the pathway of, uh, in my case as well, getting that mystery disease and not knowing what to do with it. Thank you so much, Dr. George, for joining us here today. You're, you're amazing. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning us in and turning us on. It's great, great, great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you for the question on the cigarettes, please. That was a great question. And it really is a mystery to find out what the heck is in them. We didn't even want to touch the cigar thing today, but get it. It's kind of the same. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.